Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. This week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs follows on from last week's episode, which focuses on ways to heal your relationship with money after going through financial trauma. So many of us were not taught good money management habits when we were growing up, and this leads many to just lose control of our finances in our adulthood. And 99% of women who are in abusive relationships are financially abused and the experiences that they endure can cause many traumas in their lives that can leave a lasting impression. So that being said, even with a strong desire to improve your lot financially, it may seem that no sooner do you start getting ahead than something unexpected crops up and takes you back to where you started. And the feelings of fear of going backwards can be overwhelming. Does this sound familiar? Are you somebody who feels like they're in survival mode? just struggling to make ends meet. Now, a strong financial foundation is one of the keys to feeling a sense of security in life. This is strongly interlinked with the need to heal and feel safe and supported by life again after being abused in a relationship. So unless you heal, your relationship with money, you will be held back in other areas of your life too. So there are two things we will cover in today's episode. One is how to shift your inner dialogue that you may not even be aware of that is subconsciously acting as a self-fulfilling prophecy in your life. And the other is to lighten the load you may be carrying with debt with some tips on how to manage debt. So let's open the door on this week's episode of Tiara's Tears and Triumphs. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello and welcome to this episode about healing your relationship with money. Now, I'm not saying that money can buy you love. But when you are struggling to get ahead to improve your life because of the lack of money, it will be causing you stress and worry. And stress and worry will rob you of joy. So let's explore how we can turn things around from you being a warrior and worrying about money all the time, worrying about not having enough money to being a warrior where you are strong and someone who is in control of your money and knows with confidence that you can manage. So today's conversation will be focused on shifting your inner dialogue that you may not even be aware of is creating self-fulfilling prophecies of keeping you stuck in the same loop of possibly just scraping by or maybe feeling like you are just one step away from losing all security. And let me say up front that the tips that I share are not to be looked upon as financial advice, okay? They are 
financial literacy tips. So please seek advice from a financial counsellor or a financial advisor for advice for your specific needs and situation if you cannot turn things around to managing your money better on your own. Okay, now let's explore your inner dialogue with money, honey. If you want more, you need to change your inner dialogue to match what you want. So what we say to others and what we say to ourselves can be two very, very different things. So you might be able to put on a brave face for others and tell them that you're doing fine when they ask you how you're doing. But the conversation that you have with yourself in your head can be something completely different. Something like, oh, I've just got enough for what I need, but I don't have enough money to save. Or more money would mean more problems for me. Or maybe you're saying that's something like, you know, getting rich is just too difficult these days. Or the cost of living is almost beyond me. Maybe you're saying something like raising the kids on my own and paying the school fees is too much for me. Or perhaps I'm never going to understand investing, so why bother? Or maybe you're saying something like, I'll never make that kind of money that I need to get the things that I want. Or I can only make enough to just scrape by. Or maybe I'm too old to start saving for my retirement. Or money only causes problems. Or money equals stress. Or money is toxic. Or I'm not checking my credit card balance because I don't want to know. Or I've made too many money mistakes to ever recover. Or maybe I'm a failure when it comes to money. Is any of this sounding familiar? If you're saying anything like this, then it will be holding you back. It will be holding you back from a rich and rewarding life. It will be holding you back from a different positive experience with money. So your subconscious mind is definitely founded on your beliefs. So your self-talk, if you listen to your self-talk, it is a reflection of what you believe in that moment. So the good news is that transformative change always begins with awareness. But it can't stop there. The first thing is to catch yourself when you find yourself saying negative things about money and your level of security or your level of provision. So that's the first thing is that you need to catch yourself when you find this negative self-talk creeping in. The next thing that you need to do once you've caught that negative self-talk is you need to cancel that thought. And this has to be a very conscious and deliberate thing that you do. Don't let it just pass you by and shrug it off. You need to cancel that thought. And there are some really effective ways to shift your subconscious thinking that I practice like EFT and pranic energy healing and I can say that getting help with clearing these limiting beliefs can be a great way to shift easily into a new way of thinking so but just for now just so that you have something to work with right now what I want you to do is I want you to cancel that thought out when that negative thought arises, and I want you to replace it with positive self-talk. So let's just say, for example, that you have just had a thought like, 
my outgoings always outweigh my income. To then say cancel that thought, what I really believe is that I control money. Money doesn't control me. So I'm going to give you a few affirmations that you might like to use to replace negative thinking around your finances and you can create your own too that you resonate with. So the more that you resonate with what you are saying, the more your subconscious mind will adopt it as being true. And make sure that you attach a feeling to it when you say it. Uh, it's not enough to just say something. It, the emotion will carry it because the emotion has holds the vibration and you want to be changing the vibration. You want to be increasing the vibration. So when you cancel the negative self-talk, you need to put some emotion into it. I want you to really feel it. I want you to feel the force of you standing up for yourself, for a belief that will serve you and your future. So I want you to really look at the injustice of what you are saying to yourself with that negative self-talk. What you're saying with that negative self-talk that is robbing you of a life that is free from financial worries that you have been carrying around. So I want you to feel it deeply. Just feel deeply how much what happened in the past is the past and does not have to be your future. I want you to stand up for yourself. I want you to stand up for your children if you are a mother. And I want to speak, I want you to speak out with your new belief, with the passion and the fervor that it really deserves. And I want you to remember that you don't have to have a lavish house or a fancy car, or a wardrobe full of designer labels to have a rich life. If these are the things you are relying on to create your happiness, then you will continue to be disappointed no matter what material things you do or do not have. You need to understand that things are fleeting. They only give us short-term satisfaction. And I want you to just pause for a moment now and just pause on that word satisfaction because satisfaction, that's the magic word. That's what we're all looking for in life. That's what drives us and put so much emphasis on striving for things that we have been made to believe will satisfy us. But you need to be discerning. You need to make choices. At the end of the day, I want you to reflect and on your relationships and on the people that you love, the people that you care about. And I want you to see that the relationships we have, the connections that we form, the experiences that we share with others are the things that we derive lasting satisfaction from. So you need to shift away from the marker being that of the things that you have to changing it, to making sure that no matter what you have in your life, that you have rich and rewarding experiences because that's where lasting satisfaction is derived from. That's where you will gain all the strength that you need to get through your challenges. That's what will bring you joy, will bring you purpose, will bring you meaning. And these experiences, these are the things that will hold true value and meaning in your life. So when you heal your money 
relationship or your relationship with money, it's really important to understand that money is just a tool. It's a tool that is there to help us to have the means to meet our needs and to have experiences that will create lasting memories. So the Porsche, and when I say the Porsche, I love Porsches and, yeah, there were years where I thought, oh, I really craved having a Porsche, thinking that that was going to bring me happiness. But as I've discovered through life, I needed to learn that I could not derive my happiness from a thing like a Porsche. And I'll share a tiny story with you about an experience because I had an experience not going for a drive in a Porsche, but I met somebody who was an ex-racing car driver who happened to own a very gorgeous Lotus and it was just the prettiest, sexiest car and um, and he took me for a drive in this car. Now, he took me in a drive in a place where it was very, the scenery was absolutely stunning and the roads were, they were country roads, they were winding roads and it was like I was on a racing car track and I was in the hands of a very experienced driver. Um, but I will never, ever forget that life experience that I had didn't cost me a dollar. Um, it cost me absolutely nothing, but um, it's a precious memory that I will have with me forever. And I'm so glad that I had that experience. But I know that for me to have a Porsche, that I need to be at a certain level of income so that if I were to have a Porsche, that Porsche wouldn't be a burden to me. It wouldn't be putting me under financial pressure because if you're under financial pressure, then that becomes a hardship and that takes away the joy of owning that Porsche. So it's about finding your level for where you are right now. And it's not saying that you can't build on that, but it's about working out how you can manage where you are right now so that you can then start building on that. And if you want to increase your income, there are certainly lots of ways that you can go about increasing income. But for now, this session is really about you taking the pressure off that comes from being burdened with debt, debt that is beyond your means, okay? So now I'm not arguing, as I said, that you shouldn't have nice things. I'm just saying that things do not bring lasting satisfaction. So if you are getting things just to fill that void inside you that is crying out to be satisfied, then it might be a good idea at looking at using money for an experience that you share with people you love that will enrich all of you and bring you all lasting satisfaction. Now, why do I teach on this? It's because I've needed to learn this and I've made a lot of mistakes in my life with spending money that's been on hand and spending it on things that gave me temporary joy, gave me temporary satisfaction, but did not give me any lasting satisfaction. It was really fleeting and I had to learn that things do not provide us with lasting satisfaction, that the real lasting satisfaction comes from those times that I've spent together with my children doing an activity, even if it's something as, you know, inconsequential as sitting down and playing a game of Uno or Jenga. You know, these things that cost nothing, uh, the things that lasting memories are made of and they're important, they're really important and they hold so much value because you're connecting with the people that you love and it's bringing you all joy. So 
the point of having this talk about money is to help you shift from being a warrior and worrying about not having enough money for the basic things that you need to being a warrior who is in control of your money and knows that you have enough to meet your needs and enough to have a rich and rewarding time with your loved ones, whether that's with friends or with family. So a picnic in the woodlands can be so nurturing and enlivening. And if you compare that way, it costs you next to nothing to put together a picnic and to take your family on a picnic and compare that to going to a restaurant. So let's say with going on a picnic that you budget Let's be generous and say maybe you, you budget $50 for petrol and you budget another $50 to put together a really lovely picnic for the family. You've spent $100. But then you go to a restaurant and you, um, you know, you're paying $30 a head times five people and it's cost you $150. So, um, you know, that experience has cost you more and you have may not have derived the same amount of pleasure from going to the restaurant as you have from connecting with nature, which has been really nurturing and enlivening for the whole family. And um, so this is just, you know, a, a small example just to show you that um, you can actually get really savvy with your experiences and with creating lasting memories with your experiences without them costing the world and without them putting you under any added financial pressure. So the one thing I tried to um, still give to my children during the years of immense stress when I was caught in a cycle of abuse was to have experiences together that cost nothing or next to nothing. I became really, really savvy at being able to do this. But I know that, you know, my memories of that and my children's memories of that are quite different because, um, as I said, I've had to learn a lot from my experiences and uh, I wasn't able to hide from my children the anxiety that money held for me so that if we were out and there was a, an opportunity to spend money on something where the kids asked to have something, they saw that it immediately made me feel anxious that I had to really think hard about whether or not to spend that money and if they if I couldn't lavish them with the thing that they wanted at the time then there was the possibility that they would feel as though they were missing out because I was decided not to spend the money on that thing that they wanted so as a parent for any mums who are listening to this you know I sympathize and empathize with you when it comes to those those choices with your when it comes to your children and the desires that your children have and we live in a society now where um children are marketed to you know on a daily basis with what they think that they should have and so the bar is set quite high and that really can put you under a lot of pressure when you feel that your children um as feel that they need to have the latest iPhone or they need to have that pair of Nikes and or that, you know, they're just going down that road of needing designer brands and needing the, the latest of this, that and the other. It's We get into this cycle of pressure from our children to keep up with the Joneses and that's a really tough place to be as a mum and it's one where you will need to give yourself some 
leniency to and also to communicate to your children when you're feeling calmer don't try and communicate it to your children when you're in that moment of high anxiety with that money expectation that they have that you should be able to just magically come up with this you know $1,500 for the latest iPhone whatever um it's about educating your children so from you have an opportunity as you learn to manage your money to also educate your children on good money management habits so that they understand that purchases are choices and money we have choices with money so just because there is an item that we want doesn't mean that we get to have it immediately because we have to look at the big picture we need to see whether that fits into our budget we need to see whether we can afford it in that moment do we really need it or is it something that we want that we're not really going to need in another few months time is it a disposable item that is just sucking money needlessly away from us when we could be using it much putting it towards much better use so these are the things that children the earlier that they learn that um, money is a choice that they they need to control their spending they need to control their choices and that it's not just about um always saying yes because I want something I I must have it it's about being discerning and looking at the big picture and understanding that if they want something that there are going to be different ways that they might be able to get it and it's not necessarily going to be something that they can have straight away because maybe they need to save up for it first so this is the way money works and we need to get that under control and just help to distance that from the emotional ties that we have to spending and that instant gratification that is really heavily driven in society today. So in my business, The Key to Be Free, I support women in closing the door on fearfulness created by their past experiences and help them to open the door to reigniting their dreams so that they are ready to embrace new opportunities to create a life that they love. So mistakes are opportunities. Mistakes are opportunities for us to learn. So this is where, you know, there is a gift in mistakes because we can often beat ourselves up about the mistakes of our past and think that there's something wrong with us because we've made mistakes. Mistakes are an opportunity to learn something, learn something about how to improve on doing something, learn something new about ourselves, learn something about life. There's so much to be gained from mistakes and that's why sayings like nothing ventured, nothing gained, uh, really mottos to live your life by because they help us to push through the fear of failure and help us to get into that uncomfortable place where we cringe and we think, oh, if I do this and I make a mistake, you know, it's going to be the end of the world. But mistakes aren't necessarily the end of the world <laughs> they often are just opportunities for us to learn so something so that we um won't make the same mistake again and we'll learn how to manage our life better from that point of having made that mistake and then we can move forward so now i am going to give you a bunch of meditation not meditation, sorry, affirmations that you might like to use and say when you are cancelling out that negative self-talk about money. And again, you know, when you're saying these statements, it's really important to carry that emotion, have the correct emotion in it. So bring that forward, bring that claim it is something that is your right to have and be firm. That's why an affirmation is 
uh, firm. It's you need to be firm when you say these. Okay, so the first one is I deserve a prosperous life. The second one is money is a tool that I can use to change my life for the better. Next, I control money. Money doesn't control me. The next one is money flows to me freely as I move through this world. The next one is I can use money to create a better life. Next, my finances don't scare me because I have a plan. The next one is I am worthy of a solid financial foundation. Next, money can expand the opportunities of my life. Next, negative emotions about money don't serve my financial goals. Next, I am a very capable person that can tackle all money obstacles. Next, more money in my bank account doesn't mean I am a bad person. Next, I am not poor. I am on the path to a wealthy life. Next, I can become financially free. Next, I have the power to be a financially successful person. Next, I have the power to improve my relationship with money. Next, I can find a positive in my money situation. Next, my life is full of wealth beyond money and I have all that I need to be happy and live a satisfying life. Next, I believe in my ability to use the money that comes into my life to meet my financial goals. Next, it is within my power to create a successful financial future. Next, with hard work and creativity, I can build the financial picture that I desire. Okay, I think that's plenty to get you started. And as I said earlier, use any that really resonate with you. The more that you resonate with any of these affirmations, the more you will believe it, the more your subconscious will accept it, the more you will shift your energy to allow these beliefs to bring an awareness to new opportunities to make this a reality in your life. Remember that transformation begins with changing your mindset. That is why before you look at tackling the next topic of managing your debt, which can be a tough thing to face, it's important to have powerful affirmations in your toolbox ready to use when negative self-talk crops up when it comes to your debt. I'm also going to give you some affirmations to help you shift your mindset when it comes to debt. Let's get into those first before we talk about some tips to manage debt. Here we go. One, I choose to spend my money wisely. Next, I can make my dreams a reality with careful budgeting. Next, finding ways to have fun in a frugal way is enjoyable. Next, I can live a full life without spending lots of money. Next, I can track my expenses and stick to a budget. Next, I have the discipline to make hard financial choices now to enjoy an easy life later. Next, my future self will thank me for saving money. Next, I am in control of my expenses. Next, I am more than my debt. Next, my debt doesn't control me. 
next. I am committed to eliminating all debts that don't serve me from my life. Next, I have the ability to build a base of financial literacy. Okay, that should give you enough to work with. So now next, if you have not downloaded my free ebook, Money Mindset and Freedom Planner yet, just go to the episode notes and you can download it from there. This is a free resource with printable templates for you to use to help you with budgeting and get a financial overview of your situation and goals. Now, the best way to manage debt is to be consistent with repayments. This can only happen if you budget for this and will be something you won't even have to think about if you set up automatic deductions or automatic payments to service your debts. This is a good scenario if you have a handle on your budget and you know that you have enough to cover these automatic payments. But what if your debt is unmanageable or feels too big for you to work out how to keep up with debt repayments? Maybe you have a list of creditors chasing you for money and the worry of making repayments has fried your nervous system and your brain along with it. Don't feel bad, okay, if this is the case, because this is very common. Anxiety can scramble your brain and make it impossible to make things make sense that require cognitive thinking like money matters. It can feel like it's all too much, but this is not the time to bury your head in the sand. Now, I watched a brilliant, funny movie recently called Saving Grace. Basically, in this movie, Grace's husband, he passed away and left her with debt that threatened Grace from being able to keep her gorgeous home. Um, And she had a list of creditors who were breathing down her neck and putting pressure on her to sell her home to pay off debts. But she did ignore their calls and letters. And as a brilliant gardener, she turned her hand to growing a large marijuana plantation in her greenhouse. Now, I don't want to spoil the ending, so I won't tell you what else happened except to say that everything turned out well for Grace. But I wouldn't recommend turning to growing marijuana or selling any other illicit drugs to pay off your debt but I do recommend it. It was a great movie and although she got away with burying her head in the sand with a fantastical series of fortunate events, um, it's not the way it plays out in real life. You know, the more you bury your head in the sand, the more the burden of worry grows and the problem doesn't get resolved. It's still there. It's the debt doesn't go away. The problem doesn't go away. The worry doesn't go away. It's just burying your head in the sand and believe you, I've been there and it's a coping mechanism. That's what it is. But if this is where you're at, Maybe a call to a financial counsellor can help to negotiate debt management with creditors when debt gets too much. Getting professional help if the debt has become unmanageable is a great thing to do. So I'm speaking from personal experience here because I was in a position where the debt was really unmanageable for me and I had been burying my head in the sand hoping that somehow, magically, that everything was going to be okay and my debt would go away and my problems would get resolved. That wasn't the case. So it got to a point where things were completely unmanageable for me and I swallowed my pride and I got a financial counsellor 
when those creditors were breathing down my neck and they really helped me to start turn things, turning things around again. So up until that time, I had actually done a really, to my credit, I'd done a really good job of negotiating payment plans with individual creditors. But the fact remained that I was unable to manage the commitments that I had made with the creditors with all the best intentions because my expenditure did it was outweighed my income and I just was unable to manage things. So when they stepped in to help me, it was completely confronting to have to give them detailed financial information. It's kind of, you know, at the time I recall it feeling like I was bearing my soul to these people it's very confronting having to do this financial thing because it's so personal and you feel like it's a personal reflection on you as a human being if you're in a financially difficult position but I'll just throw in there that there have been lots of famous people who you know entrepreneurs who have been bankrupt and have come back from bankruptcy and been major successes. So don't let the shame of the situation that you're in hold you back from getting the help that you need to move forward. And what it did is it actually made me to face up to the reality of what I had been too scared to face because I was purely so overwhelmed with my, my situation being so out of control. They also helped me by setting up an automatic deduction that went straight into a savings account that was like a fixed term savings account. I couldn't touch it for six months. So this money was just gradually accruing and became a really useful buffer to me later when I was, things had gotten so bad, escalated, and I needed to move house. And because I had that savings there I was able to use that and it actually helped me to be able to move so this is where financial counsellors can help you beyond just managing your debt they can also help you to get a bit of breathing space in there they want to see you have some savings they want to see you have a buffer in your life and you might have to tighten your belt a fair bit while you're managing with the financial counsellors, but it can be very transformative to your situation and really help you to manage your way out of debt. So if you're feeling like everything's out of control so much that you can't face it to begin to address it in such a way that it'll be manageable, then please seek help from a financial counsellor. And like I said, let go of the shame. Don't feel bad about divulging the mess that you're in because they see this in lots of people all the time. It's not a reflection of who you are. So when it comes to financial abuse, much of what has happened in your life will be because somebody else has taken away your financial control and you've lost control and things have gotten out of control as a consequence of that. So it's just about bringing things back into your control again. And you've done a really good point of managing to a very good job of managing to this point. So once you get things back into control again, you can turn the corner with this and you can become financially literate and you can manage your way into having a better financial future. Like I said, most of us were not educated on how to manage our money when we were growing up and we live in a society that markets to us to derive our happiness from things that cost money. And then there is the cost of living to negotiate. But many do not even know what their base budget is for rent or mortgage, plus their average outgoings for associated costs. So 
we, we won't talk about budgeting in this session. We'll save that for another session. This session is focusing on debt and tips to manage debt. As I said earlier, setting up automatic deductions for creditors can help to stay consistent with repayments and will eventually pay off your debt. So when you are managing debt, it's a good idea to consider saving to a prepaid visa card or a fixed term savings account to save for similar things that you are in debt for now or save for things that are maybe unexpected expenses so that you will be able to pay for them outright in the future, avoiding going into further debt. So that's that's a tip to prevent further debt and to have money for something, you know, substantial that you'll need in the future. So the next tip is to pay the pay later schemes as alluring as they are, they still have to be paid for. And when you miss a payment on one of these schemes, you can incur high interest rate payments on top because you have not been able to keep up with the commitment because it didn't really fit into the budget in the first place. And then you are trying to play catch up. So it's really good to avoid that. And the next tip is to remember that a small amount deposited into a prepaid visa card or fixed-term savings account can add up to a substantial amount when payments are regular and consistent. So that's, you know, just basic. And now we're just going to go into seven tips to manage debt. The first thing to do is to sit down and work out what debts you have and what these debts total. So this will help you to get a really accurate picture of what you owe, which you really need to see clearly what the big picture is. And this is the way to do it. The next thing to do is to compare what you earn, what you own, and what you spend. So it's easy to get stuck on the what you spend part because um, there are a lot of variables in spending. So a good rule of thumb to deal with this is to add up all your spending over a year. So if you go back and you look at your accounts and you look at your expenses and you just add that up for a year, then you can average it out to whatever it needs to be for you to figure out the comparison between whether you, you work to a weekly budget, a fortnightly budget or a, a monthly budget. This will help you to do the comparison. You'll be able to average it out and say that this is on average how much I spend um, every week and you can compare this to what you earn and what you Oh, so um, I don't want you to despair if you are in a negative, if you have a negative position at the end of doing this comparison, because what it does is it, again, it's painting the picture. It helps you to see things more clearly. It helps you to see that there are things that you need to tweak that you need to change this whole concept of having choices is to say, okay, you, there's room for me to move here and what can I do? And we will canvas that in another episode. But this, again, is just talking about managing debt, okay? So, but get this comparison. Then you'll see how much you need to change your spending perhaps to um to be able to keep up with your debt okay and what you owe the next thing that you might like to do is to see if you can consolidate all your loans into one that's also possible um so you might end up with one debt that pays out the other debts and you're left with one debt to manage one lot of interest payments to pay 
and you could be saving yourself a substantial amount of money on interest-free payments by doing this and if this avenue is open to you. So this is really if you are in a position to seek a loan and um, I wouldn't be seeking a credit card loan to pay off everything that's going to be getting you to pay an 18% interest rate. But again, seek advice from a financial advisor um, about this. But the idea, just the concept, is for you to reduce the amount that you are paying on your interest payments by having multiple creditors. So... Um, so that's one option to look at. So the next tip is obvious, but it's not always possible when you are swamped by debt. So this ne next tip is to pay your debt on time. So if you can, great, that is absolutely the ideal. But if you can't, then it may be time for you to seek some help from a professional financial counsellor. So... If you have a credit card or a lay-by, then it is great to pay the full amount outstanding rather than the minimum amount owing. The minimum amount owing is a real trap. The way that credit cards make their money is by charging high interest rates and relying on customers to only pay the minimum so that they end up paying far more for the item than its original purchase price. So... Personally, I have managed to live without a credit card for well over a decade now. Credit cards are incredibly tempting to use because they're just instant cash, basically. It's like having a money tree, I suppose. It's like, you know, they say there's no money tree, but we look at credit cards being like this magic tree where there's always money to tap into for the things that we want. So we can easily tell ourselves that we need something and whack it on the credit card thinking we will pay it off quickly. But then we opt to pay the minimum when it comes time to make the payment. Maybe because we have more cash on hand or maybe there's other expenses that we need to factor in or maybe there's other things that we want. And so if we're paying more than the minimum, we'll miss out on having that money for those things. So this is how credit cards become a trap because there's always going to be something that you want, something that your kids want, something that is telling you that it needs to be had now. And credit cards make it incredibly easy to tap into things immediately and get that instant gratification. But then you're left with the worry that it brings of having to make those repayments and having to make those repayments on time. And the more you're using the credit card, obviously those minimum payments increase as well. So um, this is it. I just see credit cards as being a real trap, especially when there's unhappiness in your life because of the healing that you're doing after coming out of an abusive relationship that you'll be feeling like you and you do deserve to be treated. You do deserve good things in your life, but it's better to be managing and not be putting yourself under more financial pressure um, to have those experiences and look for experiences that and things that are within your means, things that are not going to make you go backwards, things that will help you to go forward. So that's really the marker for you. You have to, if you're making spending choices, try and use that as the marker to see, is the spending choice going to help me to go forwards or is the spending choice just going to make me go backwards? And if it's going to make me go backwards, it's not going to make me any happier because as soon as I get it, I'll be regretting it. So you don't want to get and regret. You want to get and enjoy, okay, with a, with a clear conscience. So if you are a credit card user, you can 
I'll give you a little challenge and see if you can stop using your credit card for a month just to put yourself to the test to see if you can get by without that thing that you told yourself you needed when you saw it. If you put your credit card away, whatever you need to do so that you are not tempted to use it, act like you don't have a credit card for a month and see how you go. You know, why not just give it a try? So the next thing to do is to look at what your current repayments are on your debts and see if there is any breathing space to increase the payments to get that debt paid off sooner and save yourself some money in interest payments. The next thing you can do is to shop around for a better deal. So not all lenders charge the same interest rates. Look for the best possible deal before signing on the dotted line. So this is where, you know, you'll start to be able to fix things up by taking a bit more time to look at that information before you sign up for something that could be um, depleting your account more than what you had anticipated. So looking for those hidden charges like interest rates that um, will be bringing more pressure on you financially. So have a look at and find the best deal before you sign up for something. And the last is just a reminder to avoid that buy now, pay later trap. I know I've mentioned it before, but it's really important um, as you'll end up paying interest on top of the purchase price. And that's not helping you to be savvy with your money and you want to be not paying extra for something. You want to be paying whatever that um, the market retail price is or wholesale price is. You don't want to be paying 18% on top for interest payments. So that is it for this session. But I am going to leave you with a few exercises to do. First, I want you to write down affirmations that you can use when negative self-talk creeps in um, and have these ready, have them ready on hand to cancel out the negativity and replace it with something positive. So however you record that information, make it easily accessible for yourself so that no matter where you are, that you can refer to it, okay? Um, really important to have those affirmations ready to cancel out the negative self-talk. It's going to be truly transformative for you. Next, I want you to go to the free ebook link that's in the episode notes. So really easy to access this ebook and it's 100% free. So I want... I really wanted to have a resource for you to help you with financial literacy and to help you with your money mindset that wouldn't bring you under any financial pressure but is giving you great value in helping you to restore your financial situation to a healthy one so that you are free to have a life uh, that you're really enjoying is fulfilling and um, full of purpose and meaning without being burdened by the financial worry. So with this ebook, you can print off, there's a debt payment tracker in the ebook and this will help you to get crystal clear on what you owe, when you make payments, the size of the debt and how much you are committed to pay. And don't forget, if you have breathing space to pay the debt off sooner, factor this in on this sheet so that you will see how you will be able to repay that debt off sooner and make sure that you schedule those payments in to your banking, okay? Lastly, if you're finding it all too much, I'd like you to connect with a financial counsellor to help you get on top of your debt. 
after everything that you've been through to this point, you have proven how strong you are. Money problems do not have to steal your quality of life. You are a warrior. With all the battles you have faced, you may have been knocked to the ground and wounded, but you have survived and you can rise back up in your life and face whatever challenges life throws at you, even these financial challenges. So please don't bury your head in the sand. Please don't give up. Your financial trauma can heal and your financial situation can heal too. Okay, now it's your turn to do the exercises to change your mindset and your money habits, sending you love, light and blessings. Stay well and stay safe. We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow hosted by me sandy j this program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset spells out how to spot the red flags advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough teaches empowerment strategies acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side who share their stories and insights as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. 
Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.